Hi, we want to welcome you to the Heights Baptist podcast. Our podcast is designed to really help you take your next step of faith, uh, no matter what that is. And so on our podcast, we talk about issues of theology, culture, and everyday life, because our mission here at Heights is to love and to lead all people to a new life with Christ. And so we thank you for joining us today. Uh, No matter where you're listening from or watching on our YouTube page, uh, we are so glad uh, that you have joined us because we have a special two-part episodes uh, coming up. Currently, we are in a series called A Journey to Healing on Sunday morning uh, where we're talking about the Bible and mental health issues and, and how we can find help and hope Uh, in Jesus. And so usually I have Pastor Matt Hogan beside me, uh, but today I have a very special co-host. It's Daniel Perrin. And uh, Daniel, you're one of our members here at Heights. And I I think you guys came like 2019, probably. Um, Fall of 2019. 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. After COVID, I've like lost it feels I'd, like you lost like a year or <laughs> yeah. two in there. I'm like, I saw something posted for 2017. I was like, whoa, that was, that happened. That was a decade ago. I don't ago. even know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, good. Well, so I, I really appreciate you uh, being here for this episode and the next one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, Thanks for I, I'm, having me. I'm really uh, interested in seeing where our time will lead and go. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, well, tell us a little bit about your family. Uh, I mean, some people in our church may, you know, know Carrie and, no carry for the good and the bad. No, I'm just kidding. Huh? I carry's a friend, but you know, yeah. It's, <laughs> There's good and bad. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about your family. So, um, okay, so Carrie is my husband, mm-hmm. and we are high school sweethearts. Oh, wow. Some people like get all googly eyed when yeah. they find that out. That's cool. So don't ask me how many years that's been. Um, but since then, we have accumulated three children, mm-hmm. and they are all in the youth group now, yeah. and that's really cool to see that. This is my favorite time of life. Carrie right. and I were youth ministers for a long time, mm-hmm. and so I really dig that age. So, um, ages are what are uh, one girl, two boys? Yeah. So, uh, youngest Molly's eleven, Van is thirteen, and KJ's fourteen, <laughs> or somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah. Kenneth, he goes by Kenneth. Yeah, Kenneth. Sorry, right, right. Yeah, uh, he's awesome. already talking about getting a car. So. Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But, uh, currently, I'm seeking my master's in, okay. uh, to be, and it's in clinical mental health. That's fancy way of saying I just want to be licensed okay. to be a counselor. Cool. So, that's yeah. awesome. I'm yeah. in the middle of that. Yeah. And so sixth grade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ages or school wise is six. <laughs> you got to help me. I don't know. I don't know the grades of your kids. Sixth, but I, I know seventh, six. and ninth. Sixth, seventh, ninth. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they keep do like growing quick. I mean, because mm-hmm. David, our oldest, just started driving with his license and it's like, oh gosh, yeah. you know, just reality of, you know, I was, I was telling Sanders, like, I don't even see him today because he went to school this morning and then from school went to oh, work man. Okay. and he's closing at 10. And I'm like, I, I haven't even seen my son mm-hmm. who's out there in the world driving around. Mm-hmm. Like today, yeah. So. That high school time frame of going to school too. He's, yeah. he's awakening out the door before I'm awake. Right. Right. So yeah. So it's, I don't see him in the mornings. Yeah. It's weird. I get you. So it's, it's, uh, it, it comes at you quick, but you do, yeah. you have a, you have a sweet family. You got good Thanks. kids. I, I mean, like them. Oh, they're fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're fun, and and they're, uh, yeah, they're all three in student ministry, and and you guys are just a great part of our church. So we really really appreciate that. Thank you. So so walk us back real quick though, because you sure. said you are getting your master's degree, and say that again. 
Um, maybe maybe a little slower for guys like me who don't <laughs> understand all of the okay. all the fancy terms. Well, um, okay, so I am in my second year of getting my master's in clinical mental health. Okay. It's through HBU, oh, Houston great. Baptist University. Yeah. I'm really enjoying that. So yeah. um, all of that to say the clinical mental health, I chose that route um, because it kind of encompasses all the things I could possibly do if okay. I wanted. Um, but the goal is to be licensed mm -hmm. as a counselor. Okay. And then be able to counsel people. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at counseling Christians, non-Christians, just anybody and everybody type um, thing? Or? Anybody and everybody. Yeah. Um, because of my, my job, which um, I, if we transition, yeah. let's talk about my yeah, job. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I work at a child advocacy center. Okay. And it's in Brazoria County. So we help children of Brazoria County and their families. Anytime there's an alleged report of abuse, they come to our facility wow. and we offer um, services to help with the investigation, but mm -hmm. also um, resources for the families. And okay. that's my job. Yeah. Another aspect that we, pro that we offer is um, counseling. Mm -hmm. It's a specific type of counseling. It's trauma focused okay. counseling. So wow. um, my main goal is to be able to do that there. Okay. But um, I have also, I've, my passion has always been, I want to provide counseling to people who can't afford it okay, wow. and that that would be their reason for not doing it. Yeah. So our facility offers it for free. I love that. Yeah. But I would also like to just extend that sure. to any, yeah. anybody and everybody. Yeah. Cause that sometimes is a printed preventative for some people It is is the financials things, you mm -hmm. know, if, if the counselor doesn't carry insurance or something like that, yep. You know, I've I've talked to people through the years of, you know, trying to recommend places for them. And they're like, well, they don't take my insurance. Yeah. And, and that stinks. I mean, just honestly, that stinks. It does. If somebody that needs help, recognizes they need help, wants to find help. And then. Because those you know, are big steps. Those are big steps. <laughs> just the, the recognition, I need it. Yeah. And then the recognition, and then the step of I want it. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to go. And sometimes, unfortunately, um, it's not probably widely available as you and I obviously would want not it to always, do. Yeah. 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 So no, that's, that's great. I'm excited for that and seeing what the Lord does with that. So let's, we're, we're talking these two episodes about mental health. Yeah. And I know mental health is a very broad term <laughs> that I don't know if we want to try to put a definition on there. I didn't plan um, on that. Okay, Sorry. good. Cause I wouldn't either. <laughs> um, but I think our, our heart in this is just people who may be struggling you know, whether it's depression, anxiety issues, mm -hmm. uh, you know, really kind of locked down with worry. Yep. You know, I, I mean, and then I know mental health really extends out from a lot of things. Um, but one of the things we talked about was was really how, how can we navigate over two episodes, like just providing some practical steps mm -hmm. for folks. Um, but where I want to start us is thinking about mental health and as Christians— um, there will be some people who say, you know, you're a Christian. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be battling with anxiety, mm -hmm. right? Because Jesus yeah. says, don't worry, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So mm -hmm. don't worry. Or, you know, you shouldn't be battling with depression because you have the Holy Spirit in you and yeah. the joy of the Lord. Yeah. The promise of that abundant life. Right. But we know that's not reality. No. You know, and uh, I think we'll, we'll share a little bit of our our stories in a moment, but how, what kind of stigmas do you see 
being put on Christians. And we're, we're talking very generally here. So yeah. our, our audience knows we're not just talking particularly about one church, mm-hmm. but let, let's kind of talk very generally. What are some of the maybe stigmas you see being put on Christians? Um, and, and how do we navigate those things? My initial thought is um, kind of abroad and where you can, each individual can look at themselves mm-hmm. and, um, I, I think the biggest stigma is judgment. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe like um, sin is a big deal. Right. Um, it sends us to hell. We yeah. we know this. Um, there's also like, I know that there's a, a standard, mm-hmm. but the a requirement of standard, a requirement of perfection mm-hmm. to another Christian is I think probably where that stigma comes from. Mm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Right. <laughs> uh, but kind of when as an individual if we can change and kind of capture our some of our thoughts of an immediate judgment when you see a person Mm. and how they're behaving or Mm. what their life looks like Mm. um if we can capture that judgmental thought and um consider like some of those judgmental thoughts i know i've had and i wrote some down to remember because i'm guilty of this as well of like well they should they should have a job. Like, why are they not mm. working? Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes mental health keeps them from that. Yeah, sure. Um, or if you're seeing, why aren't they participating? Or mm-hmm. um, why is their attendance fluctuating? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. They're just general ones. But um, I think a lot of that stigma just comes down to just a, a judgmental mindset. Right. Um, yeah. A high, a higher expectation, like an a superhuman expectation of someone, yeah. a super Christian expectation right. yeah. when I know I don't have that. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah. for that to be even just loosely words kind of thrown out there of mm-hmm. opinions mm-hmm. can really impact someone who is struggling and yeah. can really shut a person down. Right. So maybe there's, there's times we can project judgment on someone else, yeah. not understanding what they're going through. Yeah. It's kind of what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe sometimes it's not intentional judgment. Absolutely we're doing, not. Yeah. But just generally, um, you know, of course we don't understand their situation. So we're assuming, you know, what's going on? You, yeah. you should be doing this yes. when you're really struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one, one of the other things I think is kind of an under uh, is a, a stigma we put on mental health with Christians is a lack of faith. Yeah. Like if you just had enough faith, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be struggling with this. Confess enough. Right. Pray enough. Pray enough. Be you know a believer enough. I mean, um, having a son with you know mental disability, mm-hmm. we've heard that over the years from Christians. Like uh. if you know if you your son's not healed because y'all don't have enough faith. You know, and um, I love this story from Johnny Erickson Tata, who's a paraplegic. Um, And she, you know, back in the 50s was in a diving accident as a teenager and Mm. she's paralyzed shoulders down. And, you know, she has a a worldwide ministry of things. And so she was coming out of church one day with her husband. And obviously she's in a wheelchair and a guy walked up to her and he said, the reason you're still in that wheelchair after all these years is you don't have enough faith. And so she said, well, you know, the story in Mark um, where the, the friends lowered the, you know, paralyzed man, you know, down through the roof. And mm-hmm. the guy was like, yeah. And she said, well, actually, the Bible says Jesus saw the faith of the friends and the man was healed. Yeah. So she said, I'm actually in the wheelchair because you don't have enough faith, <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> not me. 
<laughs> I was like, thank you. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was gold. I remember uh -huh. that. But I mean, I think there is that sometimes people look around and say, well, man, you know, that person's struggling with this. That must be a faith issue for yeah. them. Um, or even in their own life, like, am I, you know, I'm struggling, you know, because Jesus says, don't worry. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're supposed to have the joy of the Lord. John 10, 10, I came to give life and life more abundantly. Like, is there yeah. something lacking in me? Mm -hmm. Whereas I look at sometimes those, those mental health issues we go through can actually be faith building moments. For sure. You yeah. Know? I, I mean, like that. Because you, you read the Psalms. And there's mm -hmm. one psalm where David's like, woohoo, I love you, Lord. And then you flip the page and David's like, I'm in the pit. Where'd yep. you go? What's going on? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I love the psalms is just the emotional mm -hmm. roller coaster all throughout each one. So, so I look at those moments of, man, when you're struggling, that's, that's time where you can build that faith. Yeah. And know? instead of like, there's this, I do notice a stigma when, what I know about mental health and all the illnesses, like I have, I have the book of all the illnesses right. and diagnoses. Um, a lot of the symptoms and behaviors look like sin. Mm -hmm. um, I know there's a line, right. and it can all fit together. Yeah. But like you pointed out, like anxiety, we know what the Bible says about that. Yeah. Um, but the symptoms of it can look like sin or lack of faith. Right. Um, so I'm just bringing that all together and acknowledging yeah. like the symptoms of mental health look like sin. Right. Right. And they, there is a, and I mean, you, you brought that up. There is that line where mm -hmm. I think there are sometimes some of our, our issues can be caused by unconfessed sin, yeah. you know, unforgiveness. Maybe I am worrying too much. I mean, you know, yeah. but I, I think it's kind of a, it's a more complex issue that mm -hmm. I, I think sometimes in churches, and again, generally speaking, we've tried to just boil it down to pray more, read your Bible more, you know, have more faith. It's easier like that. Right. I wish it could be that easy. Yeah. <laughs> so then how do we, how do we kind of start creating culture in our churches then to, to make it safe for mm. our people to go, you know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm really struggling. I mean, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm hurting here. What, mm -hmm. I mean, how do you, how do you think that as a, as a church member? Yeah. You know, like, how do you, what do you see in this, churches? This question really excites me. I don't know if you okay. saw my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because um, I'm not saying, like, I found the answer. Sure. But well, you brought a book. I did bring a book. <laughs> it's just my writings. It's not the answer. It's not the Bible. Um, but I think, um, well, I kind of alluded to it a moment ago where I said to kind of capture our thoughts. But mm -hmm. um, there's a there's a popular word out right now that's called, that's vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And there's something about when, an, when you, when I can practice vulnerability, yeah. it leads me and develops um, empathy. Mm -hmm. And so hmm. um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you've heard of Brene Brown or mm -hmm. if anyone else has, have you? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Um, at least someone has. So yeah. no, she's pretty popular. Um, so she has a cute little cartoon of a. It's a snippet of one of her TED talks mm -hmm. on the power of vulnerability. Okay. And it's a it's a cute little two to three minute cartoon. Yeah. If we want to put the link up, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, but she kind of breaks it down, and so about just the power of vulnerability and how we can get caught up in instead of being vulnerable like. 
I'm going to be with you next to you in this mm-hmm. pit. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get caught up in, well, you should be doing this instead. Or mm. why didn't you do that? Or, mm. you know, it could be worse yeah. than just do the silver lining thing. So um, I kind of forgot what your question was. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> how, do, how do we create kind of a culture within a church yeah. to be able to say, you know, I'm not okay. Yeah. And, it, and it'd be safe to say, I'm not okay. So the times that you're talking about, I'm not okay, those are like big, they're generally big declarations. Sure. Um, so I think of life groups, mm-hmm. and that's, I think, where a lot of this vulnerability, this um, culture mm-hmm. of being able to be open can really flourish mm-hmm. it, because um, it's in those smaller, closer relationships. It's not some big announcement. Right. Um, I've experienced that in mm-hmm. life groups and church where um, if one person shares just one thing that you can tell like, oh, that was that was hard for them. Right. Um, and then you do it. Also, you kind of you share in that like, whoa, yeah. that was hard. Let's yeah. work on this together because right. it took a lot to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen a lot of acceptance for me when mm-hmm. I've been struggling with things. And I'll even be honest about my spirituality and how it's not so great right now, guys. Right. And here's why. Yeah. And to receive that in love mm-hmm. and acceptance is... Um, I think what can really shift mm-hmm. the the stigma and develop a, a more solid culture of being yeah. able to be open about that. Yeah. And I think, you know, from a leadership perspective, mm-hmm. um, I, I look at it, I, I try to model as best I can yeah. that. And, you know, and I, I have intermittently shared some of my story and uh, next episode we're going to kind of get into our stories a little bit through this Um, so stay tuned for those (laughs) that want to check in for part two uh, (laughs) and really find out what we're struggling with but you know for I have shared snippets I have not shared the full out version um, because there are parts that I'm not comfortable sharing Mm -hmm. publicly Mm -hmm. uh, to go on the internet for the whole world to hear but I'm not ashamed to say I have struggled with depression. I have struggled with anxiety. I have had panic attacks. I have seen a counselor. I have done medicine for yeah. some helps. Like, I'm not ashamed of that, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so I think, too, it's important for our leaders within our church to also model that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say not everybody's going to agree with me on that. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I All right. <laughs> you can... <laughs> not agree and we can still be friends and all that. But I I just feel like in order to share, even in those life groups, one-on-one or in a, in a smaller group, they need to hear from life group leaders. They need to hear from deacons. They need to hear from pastors, their story as well. Mm -hmm. Because what I have found, which is just amazing to me is every time I've even shared like a quick snippet of something, I'll get an email of text and like, Hey, I'm going through the same thing. Can wow. you, can you set me up with a counselor? Can you mm-hmm. recommend somebody? Can you recommend that? I mean, just, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's why I think it's important because when someone shows vulnerability, like you said, and it's received well, yeah, because that's what, that's the key. Mm-hmm. When someone goes vulnerable, we need to not judge. Like right. we said, we don't need to put that stigma on them. Yeah. Um, I think we also don't need to fix them in the moment. Nope. Like that's, that's the other thing, that's, you know, that's, that's in that video I was telling right. you about, you know, let's, let's <laughs> but not yeah, try you're to right. fix them. Let's, yeah. let's be the good part of Job's friends and sit in silence and yes. be with them. Yes. You know, because then the more stories that are shared, the more connections happen 
mm-hmm. where people are like, man, I've been through that too. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't know you've been through that. Oh, wow, I've been through that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's, what's amazing to me about how God puts together the, the body of Christ mm-hmm. in that way. And so, um, so good. Anything else on kind of creating a, a culture to, to make it safe or acceptable or, um, well, you know, I kind of, um, I think of an example of like the Good Samaritan mm. story too, mm-hmm. um, where you've got someone, I mean, they're obvious. They don't even have to say, I'm not okay. It's right. obvious he is not okay. <laughs> yeah. um, beaten, naked, right. it's bad. Yeah. And so I think of just, there's several, you know, religious leaders. And so you kind mm-hmm. of bring up, um, it, I can imagine it's got to be hard for any leader to expose themselves like that and right. um, to put themselves into potential, like, I could get some backlash for mm-hmm. this if I do this. Yeah. Um, and so I, I actually have, I can, I can, I feel for the men and the, the leaders that passed him by. Um, but I think they all could have been just the same as the Good yeah. Samaritan, which that example is of where you get down next to that. Right. That's gross. Yeah. And um, touch the flesh and um, heal that up and bind them and carry them and pay. Like, right. let's go to get you the help that you need. Yeah. And yeah. Um, also within boundaries. I like that, too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, that, that's another example yeah. that I thought of, of what that can look like. Right. No, so. that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. No, I appreciate that, because I think I think that's important for uh, for folks to hear just kind of. Wrapping up, I think, where we've been is is there is a stigma out there of mental health in Christians, mm-hmm. you know. Like, hey, if you're just Christian enough, you're not going to struggle with these things. Yeah. Um, but it, it should be in an environment within our churches where we go, I need help. Yep. You know, or I'm struggling with this. Or, um, man, I, I, I'm, you know, doubt's really got me right now, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and to be able to have that environment within our smaller groups, our friendships, uh, to be able to say, like, all right, let, let me help walk you with it, yep. you know, through this with you. Um, so I, I think we've given some folks some practical steps. Um, I want to encourage people, though, that the vulnerability is hard. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a risk. <laughs> it is. It's absolutely. a risk. It really is, you mm-hmm. know. And I, um, there have been times that, well... Not to poo-poo on it. No, no, go ahead. There have been times when it didn't go well for me. Right. So. I think that needs to be said, though. Mm-hmm. You know? Because there's times for me it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, there's also times where it did go well. Yes. And that reward is so much greater. Right. Because lives are changed. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's where I want I want folks to know that that reality, that, that sometimes vulnerability is needed. It's necessary. It may not always be well received, but it yeah. is worth the risk. Yeah when you find that person who's willing to come alongside of you and help you and pray for you, yes. that's, that's the body of Christ operating, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, no, I, I appreciate that. That's, that's okay. good. That's good. <laughs> so I, I thank you for tuning in on that. And, and we do, we want to encourage you, uh, no matter where you are in your walk with the Lord, or maybe you don't have a relationship with Christ. Our first step would encourage you to come to know Christ as your Lord and savior. Uh, but maybe right now, just, where you are, you're, you're struggling with something in your life, uh, mental health-wise. Uh, we would love for you to reach out to a trusted friend, uh, maybe a pastor. You can message us uh, at our Heights Facebook page. Um, leave a comment on our YouTube page. Uh, get in touch with someone uh, that can come alongside of you, encourage you, 
and help you. Um, as we said, that vulnerability is worth the risk, and uh, so we want you to take that step uh, that the Lord may be uh, encouraging you to take. And so I also want to encourage you to tune in to our next episode next week. Danielle's going to be back with us. We're going to wrap up our, our series here on mental health. Uh, well, we're going to get a little bit deeper into our personal stories. And the reason we're going to share those stories is to show you the hope and the help we've also found uh, and to be able to encourage you to seek out uh, help as well. So we encourage you uh, to join us next week as well. If you are in our area, uh, we would love to see you in person on Sunday mornings. Our life groups, as Danielle mentioned, uh, meet on Sunday morning at 9 we also have our worship service at 10.30 a.m. in person. You can find us online at YouTube, our YouTube page, and our Facebook page. And so until we see each other again, hope you have a great week and God bless.